Hey, Stacey! How are you? Episode 88. There are so many connections with this number. Really? Oh, there, there are. Let's start off with the obvious. When you have a flux capacitor <laughs> and a DeLorean and a yes. crazy scientist <laughs> yes. and the star of Family Ties, yes. how fast does that DeLorean have to go <laughs> to go back to the future? Yes, so good. Such 88 awesome... miles an hour, right? Right, right. God, I forgot that. That's so true. Yes. You know, 88. right now I can almost hear Huey Lewis in the news playing, yes. you don't need money, don't need class. I don't know the words, but I could just I could just hear Huey Lewis playing right now. Oh, so awesome. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get away with that, just playing it uh, very quietly in the background. A little bit in the back. I'll see All what right. I can do. So we, <laughs> yeah, talk to somebody on YouTube, will you? Can you grease mm-hmm. the palms a little bit down there? <laughs> All my connections, sure. <laughs> Stacy, what was happening in 1988 in Stallone's life? Rambo three. Oh, awesome. right, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This is. Rambo 3, now, all right, let's get real for a tenth of a second. Some of the Rambo fans feel Rambo 3 was the weakest of all the Rambo films. Mm -hmm. I I don't. I enjoyed Rambo 3. Rambo 3 had a lot of production issues from the director to some background issues. I, Mm. I understand why some fans see... You know, you're coming off First Blood. Right. And you're coming off Rambo 2. Now, there's a little bigger reason we're going to get to with our guest today. Why we're going to hammer Rambo in a moment. I mean, <laughs> not hammer Rambo. I mean, talk about Rambo. Right. Put it on the forefront because it is the Rocky Files. But today, like, it's the Rambo Forest. Okay. So, right. Okay. <laughs> so, I... It's impossible to top First Blood. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to top Rambo First Blood Part Two. They are equal. They are different type of animals in their own right. They are both mm-hmm. equally amazing and blow your mind at the back of the theater. Mm-hmm. Rambo Three took it to a level that was so almost Superman ish. Right, or, mm-hmm. right. Like it was just Rambo could do no wrong. Right, like yeah. No, and, nobody could catch him. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Could, and Stallone was built like a berserker. Yeah, a yeah, berserker. He he, mm-hmm. If you if you don't know what a, a Google Swedish berserkers, okay. that's how Sly was built. That's a real thing. So, mm-hmm. um, the th- the thing with Rambo three that I that I love was was the intensity. This was right after Sly had gone through. Uh, the separation and divorce with Bridget Nielsen, and he oh, was in a particular state of mind, and he just wanted right. whether he wanted to beat his destroy physical... the world. Yes, right. <laughs> There's a great story Sly had told in an interview. I don't know if any of you watching right now will remember this. He had taken a 35 pound dumbbell when he had found out certain particulars about his marriage and Bridget Nielsen. And he Mm -hmm. had a dining room table with, I don't know if it was Oak. I'm not quite sure what it was, but it had Bridget Nielsen's likeness 
etched into the table. And he had uh -oh. taken a 35-pound dumbbell and he had busted and smashed this table. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Think of that image. Rocky, oh, Rambo, yeah. Cosmo Carboni doing this to the all table. At so, once. Yeah. yeah, all mm. at once. So Sly was in a particular mood going to <laughs> Israel to film this film and then back to Arizona. Yeah. Um, anyways, Stacy, what's your thoughts on Rambo 3? Well, wasn't that the one that they was the highest count, the highest body count? Highest body count? Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> yes. So, At the time, yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I number one, I don't know the Rambos the way I know Rocky, I have to admit. But I I too much shoot 'em up to me, it, it loses me. You know, okay. so I, I I was certainly much more engaged um in one and two and three like you said, that was perfect. It's more Superman. Like there's no way somebody's yeah. going to escape all those bullets. That, that's don't just you love having Don't you love the entire Russian army? All they yeah. do is train. They shoot and they hit their targets. Not yes. one bullet hits him. Right? <laughs> right. Even, even three quarters of the way through the movie, when he has a piece of wood <laughs> that goes yes. to his side, he has to break it off. And then he has to put the, 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 um, that the, is the powder so, yes. from the bullet. Who and he cauterizes himself? Yeah, right. He cauterizes himself. So it is so over the top. Yes. Is, so it was moments like that where people go, "Oh my god, oh my that god, that ain't real." Hey, that's why we love Hollywood. <laughs> we can it's make it whatever but, we want. <laughs> but Rambo falling from a cliff into a tree. Now that's some real action right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, didn't not, you? Not, was that yes, him? Yes. Was that him? He did that himself. I believe it was Buddy Joe Hooker, who was the stuntman, who okay. fell. So there is the long fall that mm -hmm. they do. So, like, there is, like, a I, – I, I don't know the distance. I'm assuming it was somewhere between 30 and 50 feet right. from the top cliff where Rambo is, and he goes into the creek. That, that tree, that is Buddy Joe Hooker. Mm -hmm. I think Buddy Joe Hooker is the stuntman that did it. Then Sly actually – I don't know if Sly jumped from the cliff. I doubt it. I mm -hmm. doubt that he jumped from the cliff like two feet above the tree or right. if he was already in the tree. I don't know. I have to. Mm -hmm. I haven't asked him that mm -hmm. because I don't like to burn a question. I like to ask him the Rocky stuff, but maybe maybe I'll ask him for clarification on that. But anyways, um, so, he, so it, whether he jumps two feet above the tree or he's in the tree falling, Right. Either way, that is Sylvester Stallone falling from branch to branch. Right. And he did not he did not expect to break a rib. So he breaks mm -hmm. a rib while he right. falls. OK, I remember and, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he goes to the hospital. They take him. So he falls at the base of the tree ah! and he's screaming and he's, you know. And so uh, he goes to the hospital because obviously he's got a broken rib and he kept the device a little ball with a tube. It's a little plastic ball that has blood in it. And there's uh -huh. a, just a little tube that comes out. So he puts the ball underneath between his armpit and, and he's got the scar already. So when yeah. he's falling through the tree, you can, if you pause it on Blu-ray, you can actually see the scar in the blood before he screams where the branch rips his arm. Oh. And, and as he, so he goes to the hospital and he has this on there and Sylvester Stallone is an actor. And he's a damn fine actor. So he's just messing with 
the people. He's there for a crack rib, but he has the nurse <laughs> believing this cut is real. So the tube is back of the, the tricep underneath, and he squeezes his he flexes his pec and his bicep, and that squeezes the blood. So when we <laughs> see him taking the needle and thread and he's ready to sew it up. Yes. He's doing that in the hospital emergency room. And the nurse is going, oh, my God, what's, oh, Jesus, you must be the strongest, toughest guy in the world. He goes, oh. give me some ibuprofen. I'll get back to the set. And so, <laughs> really, he was in dire pain from the ribs. But wow. he really, but yeah. that's sly, right? And could you imagine, just think about being the on-call doctor and nurse. Right in the ER in Hope, British Columbia, and Stallone comes through, he's, but he's done up his Rambo, but nobody knows Rambo. Right. Rambo hasn't happened yet, right? They're filming <laughs> it. And then, like 10 months later, you know, you're sitting in a theater in Hope, and you're watching the scene where it all happens, and, he, and yeah. you go, that son of a bitch, <laughs> right? It's just, could you imagine that? That's I wish incredible. we could find the nurse. Oh my gosh, we should oh, put on an ATV for her. You know what? I, you know what I will do. I'll call my friend Brian McKinney. Brian McKinney, he actually runs the Visitors Bureau up in Hope, and it's all Rambo First Blood up there. And yeah. so I'll ask him if he knows who that might have been or anyone involved in that moment that we could get to come on. As that hell, as a matter of fact, we we got to bring Brian McKinney on, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian is he's like the brains behind Rambo up there in, in Hope, British Columbia. Anyways, I'm getting way far off the subject. I'm sorry. Hey, it's Rambo 3. It's 1988. We're uh, obligated. Did, this what episode. Was, what was I'll tell you what was going on in my life. What was going on in your life in 1988? 88. Gosh, what was I? I was in 10th grade in 88, 89. Okay. Or was I in ninth grade? I, no, I started 10th grade and I was at a do I say it out loud? I was at a Catholic school in Nashville, New Hampshire. Okay. That uh, I couldn't wait to get out of. That was a long year. <laughs> that was my sophomore really? year. Yeah, I was I was very happy to leave there. Not a nice, not a nice group of girls. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you want to go Rambo on these girls? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Stacy's like in the girls' locker room or bathroom, <laughs> and she's just like she like tears a piece of her skirt, ties it around, right, <laughs> putting like dark under her eyes, and she's stalking. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So eighty-eight, you're you're in a Catholic school. Eighty-eight. Yeah. What's your life like at that point? Are you are yeah, are you dating? You know, no. what's going on? No, I I wasn't really dating anyone until my senior year of high school. Um, I you know, I I there was a lot of drama in there, and I know I've said in past episodes I, I was real good at fading myself to the back just to ah, avoid, avoid yeah. the fray. And I I just did even more of that that year. You were like um, wallpaper, you yeah. just blended. They were they're I mean, I was never the center of anything because I made sure of it, but they were just ah, terrible to each other. The meanest group of girls and funny little story. I remember there was a new girl. She came, she turned and she looked at me and she said, do you like it here? And I, I told her the truth. I got called to the principal's office. Jesus. And she wanted to know. She's like, "Did you say this to this potential new student? Did you say that?" I and I wasn't. I was. I was like, "Yes, I did." 
I said, I'm sorry. I said, this is, these are the meanest group of girls I've ever met. And I wasn't going to lie to her. And the principal just looked at me. I'm like, oh God, I'm in so much trouble. She was like, oh, okay. And she just let me go. Like I wasn't rude or anything. I was just right. like, I, I said, I can't, I don't like it here. These are the meanest women ever. Needless to say, I went to another school for my junior and senior year. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I did. I did. So wow. didn't go back. I'm sure they were happy with that. <laughs> you know, they're probably in a cold, cold running water trailer. Yeah, hopefully. In some park up there in the New England states somewhere. Probably eating Kentucky yeah. Fried Chicken is considered a classical night out for them. Yeah, no, they're just hopefully everybody grew up at some point, but back then uh, they, yeah, they were some don't. So in 1988, so I, I had realized in 1988 that girls like found me like disinteresting, like there was nothing about me I could offer <laughs> to get a girlfriend. So I, I had decided at that point to hang up the hat and the coat my grandfather had given me that okay. I had been wearing. I had been bouncing a ball around. It wasn't even a black, like, seamless 555. It was mm -hmm. a, like a tennis ball. Like, it was just, mm -hmm. I was just off. I was slightly off. <laughs> and so I hung it up, and then I said, hmm, what, what's working here? And what what are girls like about guys? What are guys dressing like? And again, it was the, you know, late 80s. Mm -hmm. The long hair was in. And then I saw a little movie called Rambo 3. Right. <laughs> right. Rambo three. And I said, oh, my God, look at Sly's hair. Jesus. Th yes. That's amazing. So I instructed my hairstylist, Ray Serge, to give me this type of perm with these purple perm rods. And I mean, I, you have to understand, Stacey, my hair like now my hair is yes. thick and a little wavy. Right. Right. Like, right. even though I'm losing it and it's going back, uh, I still uh, it, it's still a decent head of hair. At the time, my hair was poker straight. I, I don't even know what happened. It was like something <gasps> like I walked next to it's strange because at that age, I was I was what, 20, 20 years old. And so right. at that age, you know, you pretty much have the hair you're going to have the type of hair. Right. And so I don't know if it was from all the chemicals from the perms that I had been getting. Huh. But uh, eventually my hair would do this. And I'm like, OK, huh. it's like walking next to a nuclear power plant. It's like <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen, but mm, right now let's go with it. Right. So my hair started getting really long and most girls ran away. Most girls didn't Aww. want anything to do with me. And then I was in Burger King's parking lot. And though the story differs, if we ever get Sue back on here, we, we can argue with her. We'll verbally arm wrestle <laughs> on this point. It's really true. <laughs> you know, it's really true. But like, yeah, listen, it's true. All right. So uh, mm -hmm. she had pulled up in this car filled with girls. And I was with my friend Joe and his 72 Plymouth Valari. The color of the car was like urine and rust. Nobody wanted to be caught dead <laughs> oh. in this car. Yeah, no, nobody wanted to be caught dead in this car. And Bon Jovi's playing. And so my buddy and Sue start giggling because she's driving. Sue says she wasn't driving, but she was. And anyways, <laughs> uh, my buddy says, hey, Mike, this is my cousin Sue. Sue this is my best friend, Mike. And when we looked at each other, it was like someone drew back a bow Cupid slamming Aww. two arrows into us. And I thought, holy Jesus, this girl, she had these big blue eyes, massive eyes. She had this mm -hmm. chestnut wall of hair. She had these high cheekbones and this gorgeous nose. Oh. And I thought, there's no way that is going to date me. 
Uh, yeah, but she was really shy. Like, she's not that anymore. Right. <laughs> she hasn't been for <laughs> several decades. Okay, she goes into a bar. Sailors run out. I mean, she... Good for her. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She takes no prisoners. And nice. Anyways, so that was me in 1988. Aww. We had gone to a place called Terry's Diner, and I said, you know, why did you go on this date? Most girls go the other way with me. And she goes, oh, it was your hair. She goes, Rambo is like my, hey. first blood, my favorite movie. I go, right. wow, really? Nice. And then she said, Rambo, Rocky II is my other favorite Stallone movie. I go, both had longer hair. See, this long hair thing, thing works. works. Mm-hmm. It, it did. So that that was that was basically, well, that would be not 88. I'm sorry. 88 is when I started thinking about Ram- Rambo, when I started growing mm-hmm. my hair long. But it was actually 89 when I met Sue. I just remember right. that right now because she's going to watch this because J- my brother's on today. So <laughs> she's going to watch this. She goes, what are you talking about? It was 89 <laughs> September, fool. So she will have already corrected me. And now she will see this part and she'll see I was able to correct myself. So there. anyway, yeah. So there. <laughs> Like, totally. Totally. Stacy. before we move on to an event that was going on uh, this past Thursday, which was one of the most <laughs> wonderful events I've been part of. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was, is there anything else pertinent that we didn't get a chance to go over in our pre-show ramble? No. No. We're going to go right on to the, right on to the man center. Right. I got nothing. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go right on to the man center. Okay. So uh, a few months back, uh, the man center reached out to my my manager, Chris Wiseman, and said, hey, we might be interested in coming out doing a Rocky thing here for our end of the season, showing Rocky up on the screen with a live orchestra, the Baltimore Orchestra. And this is something I've been wanting. I was well aware of this. During COVID, this started making the rounds around the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had friends in Germany who had gone to it fairly recently and even back during COVID here in Philly. Well, excuse me. I keep burping. That's horrible. Uh, here in Philly, it got canceled because of uh, COVID several times. I had bought tickets to it. Tickets were a couple hundred bucks at the time. And I thought, "Mm, but this is something I want to be part of. So when I get this uh, email from my, my manager, Chris, I was like, Chris, I'll do this for nothing. I don't care. I said, if you can get me a payday, great. But if you can't, I just want to be part of this. There's going to be thousands of Rocky fans coming to the Man Center. Now, the Man Center is a amphitheater, essentially with a roof on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And but it's really open on the sides and in the back. And and, uh, but it's beautiful. And then there's a hill that surrounds it. It's a high hill, which I think those seats are like $5 a seat or something. And so you can come with a blanket or a chair or whatever with the kids. And you could just watch on the big screen as the live orchestra plays. And so I get I get the call. They reach out to, to Chris and they said, you know, we'd love for Mike to be part. We've watched Mike's career. We know who he is. And we, nice. We'd love for him to be part. And I'm like, Wow, like this is great for me to interact with all these Rocky fans. Yes. Are you kidding me? This Perfect. is brilliant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then Chris is ready. He goes, Yeah, I don't think the man has any money to pay you. 
because <laughs> there's nothing to pay your normal fee. I go, right. Chris, I don't care. I really yeah. don't care. I said, is can they get me like a dressing room? Like right. something with a because sh- sh- I had two tours that day. I had already booked because I booked so far in advance. I had two tours. And so for four hours a day, eight hours a day, I'm talking about Rocky and myself all day. And, but I'm so excited for that. I'm like, I don't care. I want this. And he goes, let me see what I can do. And he goes, Mike, how about they give us a bunch of tickets to give out to friends and family? And he goes, that'll be your payment. And they'll give you a room with, you know, shower and so Perfect. on. I go, mm-hmm. okay, great. Okay, this is f- fantastic. So the the lady, I think her name was Jen. And I apologize if I have that wrong. She was, they give me a pass to go to the, the, uh, the parking lot for the people who work there, which is like right in back. So when you leave, there are 2000 people waiting to get out and you get this little parking spot that you can get out ahead of everybody else first, nice. which anyone who's been to a concert, a baseball game, oh. you can appreciate that. Right. Yeah. It's murder. Otherwise. Right. Murder. Yeah. So I show up and I've got my tour T-shirt on. I I put my fedora on so people would say, oh, this must be the Rocky guy because I never think people are going to recognize me. So carrying my bag. And so she comes out, meet me and we go in and I'm right next to the my dressing room is right next to the maestro. Right away, (laughs) I go to Seinfeld, the maestro. (laughs) You remember who the maestro was? He was the guy from the Twisted Sister videos. When he was he was the father who okay the kid, he yes. listen to the music. Yes. You defile the musical concept. He had that <laughs> he was in um uh, Animal House, right? He was I uh, remember. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. I don't know if you do find a picture of him, please okay. drop it in here from Seinfeld as yeah. he's the conductor. Okay, right. I so will. the maestro, and he had to be referred to as the maestro on Seinfeld. <laughs> Anyways, I hear the maestro of the Baltimore Symphony talking to another handler okay and he's really cool he's nothing like the seinfeld maestro and i just stuck my head out i saw him there but he he goes back in but as i look at the door i see my name is printed on a piece of eight by ten paper on a door mike kunda so i take a quick little picture of it i think i sent it to you i don't know if i sent it to you or not but if i if i did okay i'll send it to you right here here Oh, look at that. There I am. Look at that. I will send that to you. And I thought of all my gigs, I've never had a green room where I actually had my name. It was just a dress for me and it had a shower and a bathroom. It had had everything in it. And I I sat there on the couch. I had my big bag, right? I set it down. And there was the mirror there with the big balls around the mirror, like a Broadway behind the stage. You put the makeup (laughs) and all that. And I thought, my God, Mike, look at you. Moving on up. (laughs) Moving on up. And I thought, this is okay. Yes, they're not paying you for this, but it's you've been included. You've been asked. And And that's more important sometimes. Way more important. Yep. Way mm-hmm. more important. So I uh, get myself together and now my brother starts messaging me. So I him uh him and his wife, Debbie, they had come down. And I always feel a at first I feel a little weird about asking family to come because oh. I feel like I talk too much about Rocky, which I know I do. Right. And I, I feel sometimes people in my family was go, oh god. 
Okay, Mike. Enough of the Rocky. But Sue always tells me, look, this is your thing. Nobody knows you better than your family. They understand this is this is it. This right. is this is your bank to deal from. So mm -hmm. I kind of got past that, and I, and I said, uh, I so I said to my brother, I said, "Would you like to? Would you be interested in coming down?" Turns out, him and his wife Debbie were on vacation, and it worked out. And they're gonna stay right. over at the house. It was great. Oh, like it, it nice. was one of the best experiences I've had in my life. So, uh, <laughs> I get, I take a fast shower. I get myself together, right? I'm all like excited. And I, the lady, this Jenna, she comes and gets me. And we're talking. We go upstairs. I got the leather on. I've got the fedora. And she starts, we were walking around. And all of a sudden, she's playing me what they expect of me and what they like. And the event just started letting people in. Okay. And I see about 50, 60 feet away from me, my brother in this awesome blue blazer with his camera, with his phone. And he's taking videos and pictures. And so I lean into this lady. And I go, you see this guy over here? I said, he's trouble. You got to keep security on this guy. And, she, and so she goes, oh, my God, is he bad? And I go, no. <laughs> so I went down and started talking to him. And I could not. There was an overwhelming sense of gratitude that he was there i mm -hmm. and and this weird thing happens to me i i start to go into every day like chatter like like nervous chatter to yeah, yeah. break the ice and i'm thinking mm -hmm. to myself as i'm as i'm nervous to talk to my brother i'm thinking to myself it's your brother why are you nervous because it's a very rare we get to see each other doing our thing at work. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so all my brother has, and my, and again, I, I want to ask him about this. So hopefully we'll get to this when we bring him on in, in just a moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, he was there from day one right. of my Rocky gigs. Mm -hmm. There was a series of uh, uh, circumstances that happened and I, and I don't want to say anything right now, but he was there from the very first day and he started taking pictures and so I, all of this is going through my mind. And I said, this was like 10, 11 years, 12, 13 years ago, maybe longer. And he's there now. And now I'm this accomplished professional yeah. in this Rocky bubble where yeah. these businesses are bringing me in. And I still feel like I need to do something special for my brother to impress him. Like I'm doing okay. And yeah. because I think everyone looks at this. And this is me. This is my baggage. And Sue, mm -hmm. Sue will probably be sitting right there next to me. Okay. <laughs> she will be probably saying, what is wrong with you? But this is the insecurity that I yeah. have. Mm. I, I just think people don't get it. Mm -hmm. What I do that mm -hmm. it's, it's so silly. And it is to, uh, I get, I get it that it's kind of silly, but in the Rocky bubble, it's profound. Yeah, very right. significant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then my sister-in-law came down and Sue came down, right? And they're all watching for a little while. And Sue, Sue goes, oh, God, I've seen him do this a thousand times. Right. You guys enjoy. She goes, you guys enjoy it. She goes, my back's killing me. I'm going to go sit in the seat and, <laughs> you know, make sure nobody steals our seats. And I'm, okay. Right. And so Debbie and Jay are literally following me around. And they're like, I see the look on their 
on their faces. And my sister-in-law, Debbie, is so sweet. There are mm-hmm. people who are intimidated to come up to me to take a picture. <laughs> Stacy, this is the weirdest what? thing in the no. world. In my mind, I'm little Mikey Kunda, 11 years right. old from Scram, Pennsylvania, who, like, just come on, let's take a right. picture. Mm-hmm. And she tells people, oh, no, it's for free. Don't worry about it. Come on, we'll take a picture. Give me your camera. And she starts banging out pictures. Aww. And my brother starts banging out pictures and videos. Like, it was crazy. And then the crowd started coming through. And then it became, it, it was like in that moment, it was Aww. like a Bon Jovi, Springsteen, Kiss, Stallone thing. It's like yeah. people, people for one moment, they forget Rocky yeah. is fictitious. Right. When they see me come over by the main gate or walk the crowd or whatever, they will see. They, they go crazy. And I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Jay might even have some videos that he could send you. Because I don't think he sent you those videos of the crowds interacting with no. me and what it's like. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so what we'll do is we'll throw that in here so you sure. guys can see what it's like from his POV. The whole night was absolutely remarkable. And uh, we, so we, they, Jay had to go and Debbie had to find their seats. Oh, oh no, before that, we had to go up these steps. There was like 76 or 78 steps, this top of the hill. And that's where my brother took this picture right here with the city of Philadelphia in the background. Look at this. Yes. My brother. Loved. Now, you could see down at the bottom, you could see the white gates, the metal gates, okay? Then yep. you see the, the white tents. So that was the area I was walking in front of the white tents. There was gotcha. like food and drinks and so on. But they had me up there. And so awesome. Mm. I, when I looked over my shoulder, like I didn't see my brother for a few moments. And then I think he was right there. He was right there having my back right at off to the side. I caught him in the peripheral. And he was watching it all take place and whatever we were doing up there for promotional pictures. And he said, Mike, now get over there and take pictures. I go, I said to my brother, why are you taking pictures? In my mind, I said it. Why are you taking pictures? Come on, are you stupid? Yeah. And I, I thought to myself, oh, my brother's taking pictures because I think he's kind of excited. I think he's kind of proud of me. Yeah. And I got so emotional right there at that moment thinking, Ah, my part of my family's your mom and dad's back home, but you know, part of my family is here. They're right here with me. And I thought, oh my god, I must be the luckiest guy in the world to be able to do this with with loving family around. So, anyways, we go into this the man center. I said, I see Sue, give her a kiss, and I explain what's going on. She saw me walking up the steps, she saw a lot was going on, and uh, all of a sudden people were coming over to me that had been following me on social media that watched the podcast people i had no idea did this right oh i see the rocky files i see you on instagram my god we're going to take your tour i had about 10 people come up to me that said oh we booked your tour in november we booked your tour in october december we're going to see you in three weeks I, i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it anyways um we make our way to our seats 
and I'm just sitting there, and I am sweating. I, um, it's I I gone back to the room. I taken a shower again, got cleaned mm-hmm. up, put fresh clothes on, come back up, carrying my big duffel bag. You know, I have like a white towel for sweat to dab my sweat, and I sit down, and I I just I'm starting to take the moment in now, yeah. right here, uh, Stacey, Throw up any one of the videos. Okay. A- anyone that shows if you can discern whether it's the beginning uh, yeah. of the movie or whatever uh, first I'm just going to do this one real quick it just shows the sure. theater I mean, I can't get over how big, huge, big that is. And then, so I'm watching these videos. The effect of adding the music live. Oh my god! It was awesome. So this one is. This is a short run. This is 22 seconds. Okay. I just love the real time it, reaction. That, okay, I want to talk about that for a minute, and I also want to get Jason's thoughts on this too. When when he chimes, when we get him in here, so you know, it's been a long time since I watched Rocky with a crowd of people. It's been a right. very very long time. Right. I watch Rocky weekly here in my Rocky mm-hmm. room, mm-hmm. and I forget how people feel and express themselves during it and mm-hmm. sue and i were, were she was sitting next to me and debbie was on my left and so i was i i'm listening to people laugh at times where i don't laugh you see when i watch this movie mm-hmm. this is it it's like jesus has come up god has come right. off the mountain okay it's uh, moses is carrying the ten commandments the tablets yes <laughs> i don't laugh i don't giggle like like paulie he's like right. go instead of my freaking life i i i don't i no longer laugh at these things or chuckle because it's like it's like i'm in the rock sacred yeah sacred yeah sacred and I started hearing people like when they were groaning and moaning, oh my God, the raw eggs. And I go, wait a minute. There's a whole part of this that I forget about. People acting differently, interacting with this movie and the way the orchestra will key up the music. Did Do we have anything with the music really playing yeah. well? Okay, go ahead. Throw something up. Here you I was watching that. I was getting emotional when when you sent it to me. Oh. It somehow had a whole different quality when you had that live music. Live music and the live crowd. And you yes. start because you're feeling it. I 
even right now, I the tears are right on the verge right yeah. now. I could feel the swelling of the emotions in that moment. I have seen Rocky six, seven hundred times. times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of those hundreds and hundreds of times, has been alone. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, I really feel it right now. And so I, watching it with everyone, hearing that music, I was like, Oh my God. It was almost yeah. not quite, yeah. but almost like seeing it for the first time again. Time. Yeah. I was like, Holy shit. This is a profound moment. My jaw was hanging open. And the thought I had watching that, there were several scenes that I had recorded like that. And I said to myself, I got to send these to Sly. I, he has to see this. I don't know that Sly has ever seen a crowd reaction with a live orchestra like this before. Right. And, and then I thought, I don't know, maybe, maybe he'll see, maybe he'll see it on here. Maybe I'll send it to him. I don't know. But uh, it, it was, it was very, very profound for me. <laughs> I, I had a very difficult time speaking during the movie. I was, I was yeah. awestruck gobsmacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. was. I know. I get it. I get it. You could, I don't know. It filled the room somehow differently than just a straight theatrical play with nothing live happening. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Stacy, before we bring our guest in, before we bring in the best Kunda of all, let, why don't we throw up a couple of family pictures? Sure. Let's take a look just wh- wherever you start and I'll kind of talk about it until we go to the next one. Okay, here I am doing my best Robert De Niro as Sue <laughs> is squeezing my shoulder saying, you look like an idiot. <laughs> There's Jay hanging there. This is clearly St. Patrick's Day. Right. All right. Debbie's got her arms around Jay. Sue's right behind me. That is Carlene. She is okay. one of Jason's co-workers. And she's oh, one of the loveliest, kindest Aww. people. And she's been kind of an honorary kunda. And then you see my mom, so cute and adorable, <laughs> hiding behind my dad. Right. Right. Tucked so, away. That, right. And th- this is part of, of, of Jay's pub. Now, I want to take one note of art, artistic uh, de jour de vivre. Okay. Look at the stained glass windows. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Debbie did those. Really? Yeah, she's unbelievable. Oh my! I did stained glass in high school. Did oh you really? Gosh, I did. So I know, I know how long that took her. Oh yeah, she's God. incredible. She she's wow. incredible. All right, what else we got? Beautiful. All right, then this is the pub as well. Probably, uh, yeah, same day. Th- that, no, this is another St. Patrick. Or is okay. No, you're right. You're right. This is the same St. Patrick's Day. Um. I forget because they all blur together. There <laughs> together. we go. That's on uh, a mom and dad's back porch. Um, nice. that, this is a photo that we have done every year. So you'll see Aww. next to my, my dad's left. That's my cousin, Lynn. Mm-hmm. Lynn. Lynn is the closest thing to a sibling, a sister that I okay. have. Oh, I, nice. I always thought I would become a much better human if I had a sister. And mm-hmm. so Lynn, my cousin Lynn is probably the closest thing to her left is her husband, Gib, who I love. He is a wacky, zany part of our family. <laughs> Obviously, Sue, me wearing my Ted Lasso believe shirt. Yep. There is Debbie, mom, and there's Jay with his readers hanging around his neck. 
Oh gosh, it's so cute. I love you guys. I just love these family pictures. Okay. This All is, right. is this Christmas. It's gotta be I Christmas? think this is Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm guessing by the size of my head. Yeah. I'm, looking at, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my head there and I'm thinking, mm, I think it's Christmas Eve. I could be wrong. So when Jay comes on, maybe oh no, no, no. This might have been President's Day weekend. I think that's what it is. My mother and father's birthday are both in February. So we yeah. celebrate them around President's Day. Uh, I think that's what this is. So, gotcha. yeah, that's us there. Then we have this uh, with your dad. Look at that that tabletop. It's yeah, Jay made that. Yeah, yeah. that's Because yeah. so, we well, have the before picture of that, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, I, I, uh, no, that's another table that made specifically okay. for my dad. So okay. this is my dad discussing with uh, Franklin, Delano, Franklin Delano Roosevelt in the chair. He, my dad oh. sees Franklin Delano Roosevelt <laughs> in the chair. We Got all it. do not, and we don't know what's wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Love it. Sorry, Dad. I had to pick on you a little. Oh, gosh. Let's see. Uh, here we are. Yeah, last Christmas. <laughs> okay. So this is last Christmas. We have a little tradition with the four of us for the last 6,000 years. Uh, we go over to Jay's house and uh, we, we have a bunch. We have probably four or five magnums of champagne. And <laughs> man, do we get stupid. There is going to be an epic video we have filmed. We do a fit. My brother puts together a family video every year mm -hmm. documenting our family, where we are and so on. So my brother, it, you will notice two Christmas trees. Oh, this, look at that. This, yes. This is not because of my brother. My brother is not anti Christmas. He yeah. is. He's just, I don't know. He's like in the middle. <laughs> Debbie wanted to do two Christmas trees. Yes. All right. So she put those two uh, and i mean just beautiful just beautiful anyways this is just a little moment at that point all right do we is is our guest here he is here he's ready to go let's let's bring in this handsome son of a bitch hang on <laughs> hey jason hey, yo. how's it going hello How brother hey what's doing? going on Hey, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm your older brother, Mike. I'm your older brother. I was back. Wasn't the way I wanted it, Mike. <laughs> That's Stacey, the way I wanted it. Stacy, that is from The Godfather. Okay. Where Fredo in God Godfather 2, which I hear is an okay movie. So Fredo, it, you know, he had gone against Michael and tried to take him out and everything. Right. And, of course, Michael knows all of this. And so, Fredo is the older brother. And, of course, Michael, the younger brother, is much smarter, much more intelligent. And I always, always felt my brother, and this is a good place to start. I always felt my brother was the Michael Corleone of the family. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> little, I'm going to embarrass Jay a little bit here. So, oh. Jay, Jay has, he's the only one of the Kundas that went to college, uh, number one. So, that's mm -hmm. one. I'm so impressed with that. But Jay, all, even though Jay's five years younger, he's almost five years more mature than I am. <laughs> I had like a stunted growth mental cycle at some point. And, Jay is someone that I admire incredibly. He is someone that I, um, he doesn't take, con he takes compliments like I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's okay. a little shy. They're not well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, here's the part that I love though. Go ahead. People come up to me every now and then people come up to me and they say, 
now is, is he's younger than you, right? I'm like, what's wrong with you? Come on. what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but see, they, they sense my immaturity. That there's a thing, there's an issue. That's a problem I've had. I don't know what it is. And Sue's try Sue's tried to beat it out of me with bricks, and it just doesn't work. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So listen, um, we're gonna get into a whole bunch of stuff here, but I want to start off with how you're dressed. That's the first thing mm. I want to address. My brother is the Rambo of the family. There's no <laughs> doubt, is it Jay? For you, what is it about Rambo that pulls you in? Yeah. Gritty. Ah, ah. gritty. Great. Wow, answer. I didn't know that. First Blood especially. I mean, and everything, all of my likes in life, the, um, the Rolling Stones, uh, my favorite songs are their, their gritty ones. You know? Ah, um, nice. and so I'm, I'm attracted to that. I don't live a life that way. Yeah, uh, no, no, but, not at all. Like when the Stones sing about drugs, I love that the most. When 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 Stallone is shooting up the town, I love it when he's doing it because it's just such an. It's I think my my like about it is it's the um, escape from reality. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Expendables. It's shoot them oh. up. Yes, it's a lot. But it takes me away from life, takes me away from the phone, takes me away from everything, whatever's mm -hmm. going on in my life, work, whatever, forgotten for that okay. hour and a half, two hours. Forgotten. I, you know, Jay, God. I never realized that. That's a that. See, Stacy, again, here is the thing. My brother and I have great conversations. And the one mm -hmm. thing that that we have several things, obviously, but the one thing that bonds us incredibly is our sense of humor. It's the mm -hmm. thing our parents love about right. us so much right. is the way we make each other laugh. I mean, that I'll tell you what that it's a it, it, it will it will take you to another level if you come to a dinner at our house, which, by the way, is oh. an open invitation, by the way. Thank you. Oh, that would be a ton of fun. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. so the Expendables. Wow. That is the deal with Rambo and the Expendables. That's that's interesting. That really is. Well, those are the most visceral scenes, you know. I think it's interesting right. that, you know, the he's exuding the most passion yeah. or anger. Yeah. Or, you know, that's. Right. Yeah. And we do so much holding back. It's kind of. Kind of nice to live through that with someone on the screen. Yeah, and I, and I think Jay, you might. I think you would agree. I think your profession, I think your nature is about holding back. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. So, of all the Rambo's, what is your go-to? Oh, first blood. I mean, you know, and they all have a special part in my in my life and in, in my history. Uh, growing up, you guys were talking about Rambo Three. Now, what I loved about Rambo Three was uh, the opening scene where the there was music. I think um, it was a really intense drums and um, oh, the stick fight. The yeah, stick, stick fight. fighting. No, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it, but uh, it, when that music was playing, I used to, uh, I was 15 and 88, 
I used to run down around the track down at our, our local uh, middle school. And I'd have a good old fashioned Walkman on. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Right. We all had them. Oh, and, yes. Uh, I would play that as loud as I could. And I would, I would, went, I'd go from jogging to just sprinting. Take really? Right. So you would, free, yeah. So what you would play, what the soundtrack? Of Rambo three yeah. in your mind, or okay, yep. and and you it would just inspire you to just hit the, that high sprint down the track. Wow! Right, wow! Right, that that especially that one scene in the beginning. Um, but <laughs> oh, then you go back yeah. now to Rambo two. That was eighty five, and uh, one of my uh, fond memories of Rambo two was when my godfather, um, his nickname was was Yai, and uh, everybody called him Yai Hey Yai Yai. He was retired, and uh, he lived in the. Uh, he was a tenant, one of my dad's uh, tenants in in um, in his home, uh, and um, we went to see Rambo. And I remember, I knew what scene was coming. I knew what language was coming <laughs> when you know Rambo grips the mic right before oh, he goes wild and yeah. starts beating everybody. What he says. Yes. Um, and then um, I, I was thinking, oh, because what's, what's the guy's reaction going to be like? And I was a kid, and he was, he was, um, uh, he was an older man, older, much older. And um, he just goes, in his typical guy laugh, he goes, his giggle. That <laughs> 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 yeah, was great. And I thought, oh, yeah, I like this scene because this it's such a great scene, you know. And, uh, all right. Let's see. Now we have a lot of questions for you. Um, and some of them are, we want to know how Jason feels about Rocky and all Rocky things. And there are some questions that they want you to tattle on Mike. So <laughs> on a, just a couple things. Bastards. So, I was going to go through a few things. Um, actually the first one is just from my daughter. How was growing up with Mike? As a big brother, what was that like watching him become him? Well, Mike always took care of me. He always made sure I was safe. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, my earliest memories uh, in kindergarten, uh, we went to school uh, probably about 100 feet, uh, uh, grade school, about 100, <laughs> maybe 200 feet away from our house. Yeah. So all we had, all we had to do, was cut through a, a supermarket parking lot, and th there we were at our, our grade school. So I think Mike was probably in fifth grade at that point when I was in kindergarten, and uh, Mike uh, always made he always got got me to my kindergarten class safe and sound because I was in the morning kindergarten, and uh, he he he, no matter if we fought. On our way there or not, he always made sure I was Aww. in. I was I was safe, and um, that just continued throughout the years. Um, and so, you know, because I was in morning kindergarten, I would uh, I would come home, and my mom would always make sure I I would get my afternoon nap. Uh, and so I couldn't, you know, I, I still can never take a nap. But see, I couldn't wait to see Mike come home to cut through the parking lot from from school because he'd get out around 2, 2.30. So mm -hmm. I 
I mean, I don't, I think I just wouldn't, I wasn't able to sleep. So um, I remember looking out my window, where's Mike? Is he coming? Where's my Aww. big brother? Where is he? Where is he, right? <laughs> well, the son of a bitch would rat me out and tell my mom. And then she'd come up here and say, Jason, get back to sleep. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't win. <laughs> you see? Nice, Michael. You see, this is brothers, Bro the little tiny things like that with brothers. Yeah, and, and it's so, so, but just think about the importance my mother put on a nap, right? Right. That has followed my mother through her life. <laughs> there is a value on a nap my mother appreciates that she put on us at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And, uh, no, I never knew that, Jay. I did. I never really realized that you would look out the window. I don't, or, or no, obviously I did, but I think I forgot. Mm -hmm. I think I forgot. Yeah, yeah, because I, because I remember you would, you would say, "Mom, he's looking out the window," and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna catch hell." <laughs> but but uh, that is you know, funny. Sometimes she'd come up and say, "You know, back to sleep." You're right. Right. Exactly. Uh, one of my questions, you know, like when you're kids, because this is actually for both of you, um, something that drove you crazy about the other when you were kids, but now that you're both adults that you appreciate that you're like, gee, maybe I could learn a little bit about this or that, that used to drive me crazy, but now I understand it more now. I, I want Jason to answer that and then Mike to answer that. Oh, geez. I, I, would suppose there's a whole bunch of things that I could say about that. But one of the things I noticed as, as, uh, as we started to get older and more mature is we, I think the thing that stands out most is that Mike and I, well, first of all, we're, we're two different personalities. Um, we're, we're totally different. Uh, I'm a, I'm a behind the scenes kind of guy. I'm, I'm more introverted. Uh, that's mm -hmm. just the, by nature. Mm -hmm. Mike is definitely more extroverted. He's the kind of guy you want to have next to you at a party because he right. can start up conversation. Right. Me, my wife, we do not start up conversation well. Same, same thing with our friends, uh, Joe and Aaron. Uh, we need them at a party so they can strike up a conversation. Uh, uh, and so, but, but that aside, I started noticing differences as, you know, probably once our brains start really maturing mid twenties, early thirties, that's when I started noticing that um, it's okay to appreciate the things you didn't used to like, particularly about Mike or, or yeah. whatever that was. It's silly sure. stuff. Um, yeah. And now you're just more patient with it, more understanding. And if anything, you say, well, that's who he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he, he's wired, hardwired that way from birth the same way we all are. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's not until then. And see, that's the thing that I wish I could tell every, every teenager in the world is that you start seeing things a heck of a lot different. Yeah. You start understanding things a lot differently than you do at that younger age when mm -hmm. you start getting older. And that's all it's natural. But I mean, it's just that um those since then, 
I think our relationship really just took off and yeah. we get along so well. I mean, um, yeah. especially from the days when he would steal my underwear. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was not going to go there. I wasn't going to say, all right, fine. You want to go there? Fine. We'll go there. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, but see, so yeah, I got, I go to complain to mom and dad for relief. I didn't get anything until you? he started taking his underwear. That's, That's right. That's right. All right. So what he's referring to, Stacey, I've always had a problem with my undergarments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be good. For about 35 years. Uh -huh. really, so, okay. All of you that have asked about a deep, dark secret about Mike, <laughs> there are a few, but you'll get this one. All right. I wore two pairs of underwear for 35 years. What? How? <laughs> yes. So, uh, how can I say this? this? This is somewhat family or Okay. So, I would wear bikini briefs. The bikini really? briefs. Yes. Wow. As a young young adult, that's what I was. Mom bought Jay and I tidy whities like Walter White on right. Breaking Bad. Okay. Sure. That was for the loose <laughs> tidy whities. Okay. That was what we had. Now, I'm five years older than Jay. Got and it. the underwear my mother was buying me was too baggy. Got it. And things would rub and not be good, okay? More so support. I, yeah, more support. <laughs> My boys need a home. Now, I was out of the house at around 20, 21 years old. And I began saying, hmm, I kind of like the support of a bikini brief. But my inner thighs are rubbing together. And that's not good. <laughs> We're going deeper, people, okay? so Wow. You asked for it, you got it. So I would wear a pair of boxer briefs on top of the bikini briefs. Oh and I did that my. for nearly 30 years until I realized boxer briefs are where it's at. And oh. now I'm happy as a jaybird. Happy and well supported. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> one of the things, there's a lot, but there's one thing I will say that I really have been not only impressed with, but I've tried to adapt it to myself when needed is mm -hmm. my sense of dress. Mm -hmm. My brother and my father are interwoven in the way they appreciate clothing. Mm -hmm. I don't. You've heard that old saying, the clothing makes the man bullshit. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that for a moment until I got a little older mm -hmm. and I, I would watch my brother and how he would conduct himself with me. And he was always wearing certain clothes, a t-shirt, pair of jeans, relaxed pair of shoes. If he would wear a blazer, maybe nice slacks, dress shoes. There was always this um, air of older confidence about him. Okay. And I thought, Hmm, as I got older, I, I didn't understand that back in the day. I'm a t-shirt and jeans guy. I have yeah. no no style whatsoever. <laughs> so as I got older and events started unfolding in my life, I started reflecting on what my brother would wear. I started studying mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't ask him about it. 
But I would say, hmm, he did this, this, and that. I think I would do that. He used my brother used to have this Irish brown tweed blazer that he used to wear. He may you may even still have it, Jay. Yeah. I I remember when Sly, here's a here, and since this is the Rocky Files, we're gonna slide into the Rocky Files next. I remember during Rocky Balboa, Sly's hat is an Irish brown tweed. And I'm gonna send you a picture picture right now so you can see it sure and this is a this is a material that older gentlemen would wear because it's more refined it's more dignified and i put it all together and i thought "Hmm, my god my brother gets the idea of class and dignity far beyond what i got i always saw myself as a 15 year old walking around in sneakers my Jay saw himself as an accomplished adult walking around in shoes. And I thought, boy, there is something there. There is mm-hmm. something I could learn a great deal from. So that's that's my one yeah. takeaway. I have a lot of takeaways from Jay. And we'll get into woodworking in, in a few moments. Oh, oh, oh my God. Where do you guys see this? Seriously. You know, enough about the clothes. Let's talk about the man. I mean, this is the Rocky Files after all. Right. So right. let's talk about that. Jay, I think you were kind of hanging out in the green room and you kind of heard what Stacy and I were talking about, uh, about the, the man center. The whole reason you're on today, I thought was for the man center when I originally asked you mm-hmm. um, the other day. And I thought, boy, my brother had like a ringside seat. What did you think about all that that was going on. Well, uh, you covered it really well. Um, and, uh, you know, when you were in the green room and you were, you were texting, I think you sent it to the group. Yeah. Maybe you just sent it to me that uh, I'm just in the green room hanging out. And I said, well, we can't wait for you. Because there's all about 12 people here. And <laughs> there was nobody there. Yeah. Nobody there yet. And so right. we, we were we got there um, pretty early. We had lunch in the city, me, Sue, and Deb. And um, we wanted to, uh, we knew we were going to get traffic going up to the man center. It was, it was like a good half hour, 45 minutes away. And without traffic, it was probably 20 minutes. Yeah. But uh, so we get there and um, we get a nice parking spot. And, you know, not a lot of cars are there yet in the parking lot. And uh, so that's. You got to be thinking, oh my God, my brother's going to bomb tonight. Right, 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 exactly. Okay. Right. So, and then, so about a half hour goes by, and that's when we were texting each other. And I'm like, there's, it's still just vendor people and man people, and that's it. And (laughs) maybe a handful. And I'm like, yeah. Oh man! But then uh, that's right. the buses start pulling up, oh. and then buses. the crowds start coming. Yeah, yeah. That that was cool. And and so I made my way down to where we saw in that picture the gates, the the main entrance gates. Yeah. yeah. And that's where Mike was doing his uh, his 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 work really. And um, it's such a thrill to see him. But what's even more thrilling? is when at least one person said, I, I was 10 feet away from her she, when she said, is that him? Oh. Is that as a, to save a slide? And, right. um, and 
And I think she she actually did get a, a picture. It was her and her daughter, and she got a picture. Oh God! Um, but yeah. So and and I have I think I took some video of that too. But um, uh, so that going back to what Mike was saying, it really is exciting. Especially I haven't seen him do his gigs in a long time. And the first mm -hmm. one was in Philadelphia as well. I was there at a conference, and I was there with my coworker. Yeah. And my coworker Johnny, he's a little zany. He, um, we were going to dinner to the to the Irish pub where the where Rocky Balboa was filmed in uh, Rittenhouse, right? Yep, absolutely. Now is that still there? It's still there, but it's closed. It closed during COVID, unfortunately. But the build, it's it's just boards are up around the windows, but the building is still there. Great Irish pub it was, um, when it was open, and. Um, so we're on our way there to, to grab some, some dinner because the three of us were going to eat together. And, uh, you know, John was saying he'd yell across to the, be an outdoor bar and he'd say, Hey, everybody, Rocky's here. Oh, Rocky's here. Well, <laughs> so that became every family dinner we ever yeah. got to. We always say, Hey, everybody, Rocky's here. <laughs> so, that was so That and then. We'd also play the I'm your older brother's um, uh, audio. Yeah. From yeah. Yes. We'd always do those two things. But anyway, um, so I always um, enjoyed seeing Mike. And, and I and I think that time in Philly was, that was your first, uh, your first, first official one. hit. Yeah. First one. Yep. Yeah. And so that was crazy. And I, w I just happened to be there. So um, going back to the Man Center, it worked out with our schedules. And um, I was able to see Mike do his stuff. And boy, let me tell you, he does it well. Yeah. He does it well. Yeah. He has a way of disarming people, um, like for the shy types, you know? Yeah. Um, and you guys, you guys touched on that before, that how Deb would uh, encourage people to get a picture with Mike. Um, and uh, I, I was flabbergasted at how they just the crowd was on fire they were electrified um yeah because they're going through all the motions they're getting their bags checked they come in and there's mike all dressed up with with the hat and the leather coat and uh it, it's such a, the people just they they just instantly smile big yeah. smile and it's like a relief uh to you see the relief on their face because you know most of them were from around town and right. uh and that's the other thing just being there in the hometown where the movie took place was mm -hmm. amazing uh it, yeah. it contributed to such an awesome night um but it's like magic so then, jay isn't it magic when the crowd is reacting at the same time and we're watching it and the symphony is playing magic yeah so I underestimated the the sympathy the uh, symphony. It was an amazing experience. Uh, at one point, there you know there's a lot of uh, quiet moments in Rocky where there's just um, violins playing. It you know uh, um, really just background music. Yeah. <laughs> and because the orchestra was so synchronized, you didn't if you weren't looking at them playing, you didn't realize it. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, they even sounded slightly better because the audio from the 
um, film, the acoustics or the audio, it was a little echoey. And I found myself at times I had to just listen a little more closely. Right. Did you notice that, Mike? I did. Yep. I did. Yeah. I think that was because of the amphitheater and the size and the openness. Like in a movie, if it was playing in a regular movie theater, I don't think we would have had that. But right. where it was, it was designed for an orchestra to mm -hmm. enhance it. Yeah, it's definitely designed for an orchestra. So um, Deb was sitting next to me and she, during one of those quiet moments where you would just be the violin in the background, and by the way, there was a, had to be at least two dozen violins on the stage. I know. And yeah. And and so all of a sudden, you'd see, you'd see them all in Start. synchronicity. Synchrony. Yes. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It it was that was really cool to see. Um, and um, so yeah, those were those were now the crowd reacting. I knew the crowd was going to react, but I didn't think they'd react that much. And when they do, boy, the tears just start flowing down because all the memories yep. come back. Yep. Yeah. You know, they sure did. Because I cried. You know that that's the way it was. We were we were uh, brought up in Rocky Land. You know. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really have much choice. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, like, I I always joke and I'd say, you know, um, we live on a, a main street here. And every now and then there'd be construction crews going out there and they'd be with their jackhammers. Mike would go and ask to borrow the jackhammer and bring it in the house and hammer our heads with Rocky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we that's I all was. So that's all that's what I was raised on. Rocky and Randall. Mm -hmm. you know, that's, right. That's that's what if, if the viewers want to know what it was like as a kid, that's it. it was, what I thought was really interesting, especially nowadays, was the scene in Rocky's apartment where he asked Adrian to stay, everybody yeah. just start laughing. Yeah. Cause, cause it, it's just not, you don't do that anymore. You don't do right. that. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and you do, if you do, you're not going to, yeah. you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. You're going to be like Russell brand. You're going to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. going to be brought up on charges quick. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. Totally. Right. Jay, what is it about Rocky that you appreciate? Uh, exercise. Mm -hmm. ah, okay. Um, yeah, you're very uh, into exercise, very much so. Right. Try to stay as healthy as I can. Um, and I say that because half the time when I'm at the gym, I don't even want to be there. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather be down in the mm -hmm. shop playing with my all the tools and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I, I will use any motivation I possibly can. Uh, and, and Rocky is at the four forethought of yeah. in my head uh, right. that's that's what i use for inspiration that's what i use for motivation mm -hmm. um and it gets gets me going i don't think i've ever asked you this i don't think i ever asked you what's <laughs> your favorite rocky you know uh like i said when i was it's a very emotional experience for me to watch any of them. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was down at Penn State, um, you know, a Saturday night, there's this local bar that I went to just to hang out. I always go by myself because I'm introverted. So it'd be a Stallone weekend. 
right? On, on the TV, on the TBS or one of them. Nice. And, right. uh, and instantly, in, instantly just, I'd watch it all, all evening and I wouldn't talk to anybody at, at the bar because uh, that's the impact Rocky yeah. and Stallone, no matter what the movie is. And right. sometimes, sometimes I do a double take uh, and say, wait, no, that's not Mike. That's, that's Sly. <laughs> And that was a while ago. But anyway, um, going back to the Rocky, you know, uh, Rocky three st stands out only because that's when I uh, started to understand uh, Rocky three was 83, right? Yeah. So, 82. yeah, 82. so I was 10 and uh, I started to understand more. Not everything, but as more concepts I started understanding as I was getting. You up. had a little more so, life under your belt, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Gotcha. And I mean, there's still there's still lines from Rocky Three that I use. And my favorite is uh, "Friends don't owe; they do it because they want to do it." Love. And that's something that whenever we pay for our friends, you know, or something. Yep. We'll, you know, we'll pay it back. And I said, "Friends don't owe." Great. That's it. I remember in May of 82 when Rocky 3 came out, you, me, and dad went to the Ritz. We sat there crying like mm -hmm. idiots when mm -hmm. Mickey died. Yeah. We're sniffling oh, yeah. and crying. It was amazing. I, That's I Yes. Never forget that. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. All right. Listen, let's move on. All right. So from uh, Rocky to The Pretender. Since you have the Pretender poster in back of you, which I'm so proud of, thank you. Uh, thoughts on the Pretender, Toscano, initially during filming and then seeing it at the Ritz in our hometown in front of people we know. What's your thoughts on the Pretender, Jay? Oh, boy, it was, it was really quite a journey. Uh, mm. You know, it, it, it took a while. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, Jimmy's up there in Michigan. So, uh, and, you know, us over here in Pennsylvania, that alone is, is, is difficult, uh, yes. with the distance. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, there was, there were scenes that were filmed. I think I, the scene I was in was, we were, we filmed it at the Victor's. Yeah. Um, upstairs. And, uh, and it took, you know, I think it was years after that, the finally, finally, the film finally came out. Um, and, but one of my greatest memories and one, one, and you guys have probably talked about this before. You probably even, I, I know you've, you've seen the pictures, uh, but the dinner, the, the big dinner we oh, had over mom and dad's. Oh, that was great. It was filming mom making the sauce and, yeah. uh, and and we were up late that night because it was after dinner. Probably should have did it before dinner. Once the wine starts flowing, but uh, <laughs> it was three o'clock in the morning when we wrapped. It, Jay, it was late. It was late. And you know, you you mentioned Lynn earlier, uh, Lynn and Gib. But we were behind the scenes. It was me, Deb, Mom, Lynn and Gib, and Jimmy was trying to film. And I'm starting to crack jokes, and, and oh, we Dad's all getting into it. He's he's a ham. Yep. He's really into it. We're making fun of him, and Lynn start. Lynn has this 
this this laugh about her that is like a giggle and and it's really it, it's definitely unique and mm -hmm. we just had fun uh and so jimmy's looking back at us like anytime you guys want to quiet down you know, yeah feel free. exactly <laughs> and uh, we would get tired and and uh uh you know it was running late like mike said but, uh, jay you're it, you're sitting in the ritz and you're with debbie and mom and dad and you're watching it on the big screen where we've seen other movies, including Rocky three and you're sitting there. What is it yeah. like seeing our family up on the screen yeah. on a movie that none of us ever thought would happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was weird. Um, it was really, uh, it was really interesting because, um, not only did we see ourselves, but, um, the, the 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 crowd and it was a pretty good crowd were reacting um and they and in at some parts of when you're talking like at towards the end when you were talking to sly out on the street um they they just erupted in in applause uh and i'm like wow they're they're doing that for mike like because they're happy for him and and so that that was it's just like this moment this it's surreal uh because you know like mike said we're just we're just average everyday people uh in yep. grand pa here you know yep. like we're not used to seeing ourselves up on the on the screen but uh so yeah it was really uh it was really something stacy what are you thinking so far i just i love the support between you two i i i love this so much i won't get into some of our family issues but it is refreshing to see a family that is is tight and brothers that are tight because not every family has that so and we are yeah yeah we really really are yeah that is well awesome. and you know when you say that stacy it's it's something because when mike and i would fight about our underwear or whatever <laughs> <Right>? else <laughs> whatever else we would really get into it yeah and right. i can remember my parents saying someday you guys are going to have to get along right. and that seems so foreign you know 40 years down the road yeah not, mm -hmm. you, as a nine-year-old you're not you can't really understand and yeah. and then and then you, you get it and, and you do yeah. and thankfully mom and dad have always been uh they've always nurtured that uh mm -hmm. that role for mm -hmm. us uh, right you know, they made sure that we weren't going to be at odds so yeah absolutely. we're very very lucky Right. You know, so we, we ought to think about it. And I'm not going to go too deep into this because I know a lot of people watching can probably assume that themselves. But it all starts with the parents. It really does. Yeah. Jay and I know an awful lot of people that either had almost good parents or parents with good intentions but didn't work out. But mm -hmm. I can tell you, our mother and father, they had the, mo the most purest, intentions of raising the best simplest yep. family they could do mm -hmm. by their means and it, mm -hmm. if you don't have that if, if you don't have parents that just have the children's best interest at heart and some parents don't it sounds mm -hmm. archaic it's odd it's, it sounds mm -hmm. like what do you mean but there are parents who don't have that then those kids are just screwed right in the beginning mm -hmm. but our our parents always found a way for us uh, to kind of 
nurture, like Jay said, and bring together. Um, that being said, in an apocalyptic world where there is no regulation, no sense, no one's going to want a Rocky impersonator or a tour guide. What they are going to want is a ah. carpenter. They're going to want a person with woodworking skills yes. to build houses. This is something, and I know we're going to go a little long with this podcast, but there's a lot to chew on to here. And I want to, I want to really get into my brother's woodworking and the skill he developed. Stacy, what's your thoughts on a real man that can work <laughs> tools? Drills yeah. and electricity. That's uh, question, we're, isn't it? we're losing. We're losing the generation yeah. that knows how to do anything like that. It's oh, I. Yeah. When he sent me, and you know, you sent me a bunch of pictures, and yeah. all these things were about to show. I'm like, oh my god, those are skills. It's so nice to have a young person. It's usually like some, you know, it's our father's skills. You right. know what I mean? And our grandfather's. It's so nice to have a young person that really loves this. So I'm gonna let you lead, but I have the pictures ready. It's beautiful work really jay before I, I we're gonna throw up a bunch of your pictures from your your woodworking skills what is it about wood that attracted you how'd you get into this well it started uh in high school really i took shop classes and i i knew i wanted to be around uh making things with tools uh i just i loved having my hands on them and and uh, I, you know, he, the teacher would uh, give us these tests, and I'd always score the highest, only because I just I understood. And usually, the tests were about the parts of the tools, uh, power tools, uh, mm -hmm. and it was always in the spirit of safety, so you'd know what each part does. And I just I just got it like this, and I, some of my my classmates they didn't do so well with that and, and i'm like mm -hmm. i don't know what's wrong with you it's just so easy for me to, it just, <laughs> right it came natural, you know yeah and, yeah, yeah uh, totally and then it, it probably in my 20s and 30s i got away from it um i started just enjoying other really just life in general and work mm -hmm. and, and whatnot but then i started coming back to the to woodworking and um, I really started getting back into it. Um, my probably mid thirties, my a former coworker of mine, uh, Bernie, uh, we would go to this uh, wood show every year in New Jersey. And uh, it's, it's just a floor of nothing but all the latest and greatest tools, vendors that are actually cutting wood as soon as you go in and give your ticket you hear some saw saw on wood <laughs> you know and guys walking around with beers and stuff you know so i mean it's just it's a wild scene and um you can get parts and you can get trinkets for your shop there little things like like that and yeah. i i just uh, fell in love with it all all over again and uh uh and then uh in our early 40s we uh, in 2016 we bought our home that we're in now it's our first home that we bought and it just so happens it's right next door to my parents and um stay so yeah. a picture of the uh me dad and jay with sledgehammers hitting the walls and the two by fours now mike you covered i think you guys covered the one picture of me you and dad at the wedding the mob look this oh we did 
where is it? I, I have it okay, right. Okay, Roger here. covered because that was a good one. Oh man, that that was one of my favorite pictures, the the mob picture. Uh, that that is like the the ultimate photo for Italians to understand. <laughs> calling out a whack at a wedding, you know, it's it's the best. Right, and it was taken with a thirty-five millimeter, and it uh, maybe mom took it, and she just got it at the oh. right moment. Perfect know? moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. You're woodworking. You're not doing it for yes. your health. You've actually started an online craft store with Debbie. Tell us about yep. that. Debbie and I are working a lot. Um, we're starting to work very closely with each other. Um, I, you saw the um, uh, stained glass in the pub. Yes, here. beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. she, uh, she did the glass. I did the frames. You know, okay. and so that's that's really what's what's going on a lot now is, you know, and she has a um, oh there you go yeah that there's mm -hmm. the um, the frames that and those we we did those uh, so we can swing those they're on hinges the so they oh. they swing out so we if we have to clean the window or something we can uh, we could get in there pretty easily uh, so nice yeah nice. beautiful um, <laughs> but yeah so. Uh, as a matter of fact, Deb just hit me up yesterday. She's making a Christmas gift, uh, and she wants me to do a frame for it for a certain family member that will go nameless. But nice. Uh, uh, so and so that's really what we've been doing. And then she helps me a lot with epoxy because um, uh. there's a picture that we just did. Um, well, that table uh, where. Mm -hmm. um, Deb was integral in in getting the waves, uh, yeah. like um, the white epoxy with the she uses a hairdryer or blowgun mm -hmm. on the uh, right on the white epoxy around the the rocks. And she's gotten really good at that, and so um, that's you know I I depend on her with that. So it's nice. been it's been really a fun journey over the last couple of years. She has the cricket. And uh, she could come up with some great designs, and I, I back. We, so we really we back each other up. So, and you guys yeah, can nice. do anything. Uh, uh, you guys can do uh, coasters, uh, uh, picture frames. I mean, you guys can do a, a variety of. You know, Stacy, as a matter of fact, yeah. Why don't you throw up some of the projects he's been working on? All right, let's see. Here's just a couple of you two. Ah, there you are, working hand in hand. Yeah. Which okay, I now here's an interesting <laughs> thing. So this picture, mm -hmm. here's Jay working on a table. My father has some end tables in the house, and he needed one more. So mm -hmm. my brother basically mimicked the table wow. that's already there, and here he is building it. Where do you see the end result? That is amazing. That look, look at the inlay, the dark brown circle. I mean, this is something that you would pay four, five, six hundred dollars yes. for a table. Look Easily. at that thing. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, Love you know, this. it's interesting. Oh, yeah. That's we needed something for our, above our bed. So okay. it was just a blank wall. And and that wall is kind of long. Um mm -hmm. I think the, the, the room is wider than it is longer, but Got um it. so we and Deb said, Well, why don't you come up with do something like this on the machine? And um uh it's it, uh, it's called a CNC machine and stands for computer numerical control right and there you go cnc life uh, that really is true because it's it, it's 
the thing about the CNC machine is you either have a good project or a bad project. And uh, uh, when I say a bad project, there's so many things that can go wrong, like the bit slipping from the tool and it, and it carves into the design and your screen. Uh, yes. uh, you know, it, it just happened yeah. today, but it happened in a in a spot where it's no one's going to see it. It's going to be right. But I, I noticed some chatter. The, the bit was was not sounding right. And sh before I could even hit the stop button, the bit got loose. It dove into the material, oh. and now there's a big gouge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that happened a lot. Um, That's painful. But it's basically <laughs> a machine that you you tell the you tell the design on the you tell the computer the design, and it it, it you come it up goes. with the design in your mind. You put it on the digital file, and you yeah. tell the file to tell the machine to carve it, and it carves it. Wow! So no matter what it is, so cool. it's fun. Well, here's some more. Look at that. Now, I love that for a family crest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that was pretty cool. Now, that we wanted for- Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's his. That's the plane. I, right. I modeled the plane after on the, um, his, I think I found, I looked up the label on the tequila label that he has. Nice. Margarita built tequila or something. Mm -hmm. I so love that. Here. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Nice. Love and this. This is great. So here, I'm, very quickly, I'm going to talk about this picture. So this is obviously Scranton, the electric city. There's a big thing, St. Patrick's Day in Scranton. It's probably the most Irish city in America at that <laughs> particular point. And for decades, we've been going to the St. Uh, Patrick's Day parade. And so now we have a thing at my brother's house at the pub. And so this is... This picture, you mm -hmm. have to be from Scranton to understand this picture. And mm -hmm. Jay made that, and he gave it to me as a gift uh, not too long Aww. ago. I have it hanging upstairs, and it's one of my favorite things. It's not up just during St. Patrick's Day. It's up year-round. Nice. Well, this yeah. is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's New York. Now, that was a fun project because Look each one that. of those is a thin layer, probably about an eighth of an inch thick of plywood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was able to carve. It took a while. There's a lot of detail in it, uh, but that that was fun. And then we we stained it at each layer. I think there's five layers. Layer uh, layered. It's beautiful. Right, you, you glue them together. Jesus. You get that 3D effect. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Now that's my favorite uh, Oktoberfest beer, uh, Paul Lander. And I thought I was looking at the bottle cap, and I thought I think I can make this. So let me, <laughs> let me try to make it. We put it in the pot. Sure. Now that's epoxy. Yeah, and there's that's all epoxy there. Uh, this is a riot from a Hallmark Christmas movie watching. So John, oh, yeah. Yeah. Our, our friend John Rivoli will appreciate this because he's a big Christmas guy like myself. This is my home. Who'd you make this for, Jay? Mom and Dad. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yep. Look at these that. are some coworkers. You know that now that's Deb's. That's Deb's work with the cricket. Nice. Wow. Nice. Beautiful. This is a, um, Aaron and Joe asked us, um, this is when I first got the machine and I was telling them how I could do epoxy inlays. Yeah. And, um, Aaron said, well, how about this, um, uh, this uh, design here? And, and what the, that's, um, uh, a beer that they get out they go out to Las Vegas. Um, oh. and, uh, it, it's a brewery that closed. But mm -hmm. they, they, that El Jefe is a, um, it's a jalapeno beer. I have, oh. I really enjoy it. Wow. It's a really good beer. 
but uh, that was the uh, that was the design. So we we made yeah. that one. Love this. And there's Deb's work on the left. That's uh, Pose. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the sign pub there. That's her uh, her Slide work. And I that. Did the inlay sign on the right. I love this that. is this is a riot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've got to get those back out at that time of year again. It's that time of year. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love look at that. That's him down in his his little shop there in the basement. <laughs> I yeah, love we that. made the grad sign. We had a, a graduation party for our niece and nephew, and uh uh Deb wanted to do the uh with a lot lit up um nice. right, marquee right. Nice. right. Here's a picture that Sue painted for Debbie. It's kind of a surrealist eye. Debbie's in the eye work world. Oh, uh, nice. Optical. Yes. That, that's her job. Oh, she that's smart. That and Jay made the frame for that. So I always thought that was kind of oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's what that's what you guys sent us. Just that's beautiful work. Very high quality. So so is you have a store, you're thinking about starting a store. What's the what's the plan? We do. We well, and Deb, like I said, Deb has been doing most of the the things. Uh, it's an Etsy store, and mm -hmm. okay. uh, most it. of the mm -hmm. uh, things that are on there right now are uh, uh, a lot of uh, charcuterie boards uh, mm -hmm. with epoxy and the, the waves, the white waves. Mm -hmm. um to look like the ocean or the caribbean or something yeah. like this so uh deb's really into doing that and so she we're eventually we're going to get more of my inlay stuff on there and we haven't sold anything yet but we're we're getting there oh, nice. we'll put up links on how we can find yeah. you and how everyone else can find you jay so i'm, I'm gonna turn it over to stacy for a second any last questions she has for you but then mm. i have Three questions I want to ask you. And uh, so, no. Stace, go ahead. Uh, a quick question from Larry Brown. What was your favorite style of mics? Rambo, Carter, or Rocky? Which one's your favorite? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'd have to... Rambo, he really did a good Rambo with the hair. I mean, it, we were talking about the hair, hair <laughs> the earlier. The perms and mean, the hair. Yeah, now, right. And now, but, but here's the... Here's the one memory that stays out in my mind, and it was triggered on um, the man at the man center at the man center. And mm -hmm. it, when Mike was dressed up with with the hat and the leather coat and the bouncing ball, um, I watched him do that when I was probably about nine or ten years old. Um, we, we I was in the kitchen with my parents. We were, we might've been making dinner. And then my, my, my dad looks out the window and he says, Oh, there he goes. And he's walking down main street and he's got that same exact look that he had at the man center when he was greeting all those people 40 years Aww. later. And, um, he had the bouncing ball and he was, he was in Rocky land then, and he's still in Rocky land now. So that, so there's no doubt about it. Mike's Rocky character is the one that stands out the most. <laughs> awesome. All right, Jay. Uh, what's it like to be a Kunda? <laughs> what's it like to be a Kunda? You know, I don't really think about it. I just keep uh, uh, just keep going on throughout life. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, there's a lot of times uh, I'm I'm very happy. I'm very proud of. of That's what I was getting earlier. to. Yeah, uh, proud. 
you proud? We're, we're, yeah, because you know we, it's good family, and uh, we, you know we all stick together, and uh, we're able to work out any differences, and so that's yeah, that's the important part. And and then when we get when we have those parties and those get-togethers. And other family and friends come over. Yeah, and we have one coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, we do. Halloween. It's, it's, yeah, the, the the big scary movie at your house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll sit out in the driveway. Hopefully, the weather will be good. But uh, uh, you know, that's 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 really what I'm proud of uh, mm -hmm. about being a kunda. That there's there's none of this chaos going on. All yeah. right. Two quick questions, and then we're gonna let you get out of here. So, Rocky. Well, you're not, you're going about your day. You're doing whatever it is that you're doing, woodworking, and something, Eye to Tiger pops on the radio, and Rocky comes into your mind. What is the image in your mind? Is it Rocky 1, Rocky 3, Balboa, the Creeds? What's the image that pops into your mind when you hear Rocky, when you're not thinking about it? You know, it, it really is difficult for me to answer because, um, I, I like them all, but you know, obviously the first one um, from the first movie is yeah. is the one that always is. But then I go right to Rocky Two. I I love I love the opening scene wow. in Rocky Two. See, you know? that's Sly's favorite Rocky Two. How yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah. And then I can slide right into three and four. Like it, <laughs> you're asking the wrong person. You know, it's tough. All right, all right. last question. And then you can get back to your day. You're in an elevator in New York City. You've got 30 seconds. What Stallone's in the elevator. What do you say to him? Uh, you want to go have a bourbon with me? Nice. <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, I would I would just offer to be uh, his next uh, stunt double in Rambo. Then ah. yeah, that's all. Yeah, get me on set, yeah, brother. Yeah, none of this thank you and all this happy stuff. Let's get right down to the rest. Of that right of you can have a job. <laughs> right. Jay, I want to thank you so much for coming on and doing this. This has been great. I mean, we yeah. have covered an awful lot of ground. I, I, I love you and thank you. And I will see you in a few weeks. Stacy, anything for you? Right, come on, say hi real quick. Oh, come say hi. Who's there? Deb. We've got Deb here. She just got in. Oh, did she? Hey. <laughs> Hi, Deb. Hi. How are you? How are good, you? Good. All right. So we need you to get down and do 10 push-ups for us. Jay just did his. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, this is Debbie. Debbie, this is everybody. I'm so glad you got to be able to come in on the last part of the, the podcast. Uh, we got to get you on next. You're next. You and Sue together. <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be fun. fun. That yeah. would be fun. That'd be fun. All right, <laughs> listen. I will let you guys go. Until we see you guys again, keep punching. Keep punching. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> we heard you guys. Love uh, you guys. Good, huh? Love you guys. I, I mean, know. you know, he was saying, oh, when we fought, there's no siblings that don't fight yeah life, of course but, of course but my god i i have to say there there are parts of my family they haven't talked to each other in decades just grudge holders and you can't you can't be like that and you guys are clearly not like that and i you love know it. you know stacy the one thing i will say about my family there's a lot i can say but one thing i'll say is that 
we are very firmly aligned mm-hmm. in beliefs, visions, and so on. Mm-hmm. We are very, very, very firmly aligned. There's no mm-hmm. separation there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm glad because you know, the last couple of years in this country, families have been divided. And yes, they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is not something you want because at any moment, you can get some news that changes Everything. the mm-hmm. temperature of the family. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, that's why I'm so grateful and glad. Yeah. So yeah. there well, you go. He, he's a sweetheart and he is. loves he's Rocky, a, loves Rambo, loves Stallone. I mean, he's, he's a good just, guy. He really is. Yeah. Perfect for all of us. All right. Listen, uh, let's get out of here before we do Stacy, where can people find you? I am at had me at yo on Instagram, as well as the Rocky files and on Facebook at the Rocky files podcast. Michael. Well, you know what? Hey, you are got it right there. Cue the Rocky music. That's a little book I put together. Uh, it's not bad. If you like what Jay and I were talking about today, you'll see a whole lot more of that there. And you will see a little documentary about my life called The Pretender by the world famous Jimmy Toscano and his crew. So check it out where books and documentaries are sold and viewed. Uh, there you go. Uh, the Old Philly Film Tour on TikTok and the Old Philly Film Tour on Instagram. Stace, we're out of here. Stace, we're uh, we're taking a week off. We are taking a week off. Yes, thank you. (laughs) We're off next week, and then we will be back. Back, Jack. (laughs) Stace. Until then, keep punching, everybody. Bye. Bye.